Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Good afternoon and welcome to Collaborative Connections Radio Show and Podcast sponsored by KLM Consulting. I'm your host, Kelly Lorenzen. We're coming to you live from the Phoenix Business Radio X studio inside Max 6 in Tempe, Arizona. Collaborative Connections is a radio series created to bring entrepreneurs, nonprofits, and associations together to build relationships, foster collaboration, and grow a stronger community together. Our hope for today is that listeners and guests alike will walk away with a golden nugget or a new resource for their business. Today, I have the honor of being in the studio with three amazing people that I'd love to introduce you to. First off, Tony coming in from Zoom. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about Tempe Tourism Office. So I'm Tony Smith. I'm the Director of Communications for the Tempe Tourism Office. I've been there for a little over 19 years. The Tempe Tourism Office is a nonprofit organization, and we're dedicated to marketing Tempe, Arizona as a visitor destination, both for leisure travels, travelers and for business travelers as well. Our staff provides information to visitors, media professionals, and meeting planners about hotels in Tempe, restaurants, entertainment, and local points of interest. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to hear more about the Tempe Tourism Office. I uh, knew Stephanie Nowak when she was there, but I haven't heard about it in a long time. So I'm I'm thankful for you being on with us as a Tempe native. I can't wait to hear all about uh, Tempe. Next, Thanks, thank you. Next, coming uh, Scott. Scott, I'm looking at you saying Scott. <laughs> Isn't that bad, right, Scott? <laughs> That's how it's going to be. Now you got us wondering who it's really going to be. (laughs) Scott McIntosh, Max 6. Thank you so much for being on with us. Uh, Yeah, Scott McIntosh, uh, Max 6. We advocate capitalism as a force for good. That's our why. We do that through building better communities where people and businesses thrive. But what we do is we've got uh, spaces and programs for growing companies. The spaces is co-working spaces, co-manufacturing spaces, which I think is unique in the country still, waiting to be challenged on that. And then uh, private office suites uh, for, for, for growing companies. And we complement that with uh, leadership programs, uh, helping uh, companies and individuals break through ceilings to growth. Exciting. And you just launched the leadership program Eight years ago, we started as an incubator, which we had learning and teaching, and it's evolved considerably since that time. And so we've had some some new launches of, of some new programs. Yes. Well, can't wait to hear about that. Thank you so much for joining us. As a member of Max 6, I love uh, ha- being here and, and uh, having you on the show. So thank you. Welcome, Eddie. Now, finally, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, my partner is a Scott. And I so, know. And when we've, right. had, when we've had meetings with Scott, we, we just differentiate. I'll say Dr. Scott. And then I'll look at Scott. I'm, I'm, I'm the other Scott. Yeah, <laughs> the, other, the other Scott. So Eddie Fredericks, co-founder and managing director of Working Aware. All the guidance for CDC, OSHA, and uh, Arizona Department of Health Service says that your business should have an infection control plan. Uh, but the guidance can be vague, sometimes inconsistent. With the help of my partner, Dr. Scott Ostek, who has a... Uh, 20 years of being an infectious disease physician, director of infection control programs at hospitals like uh, Phoenix Children's Hospital. Uh, we help companies make their safe uh, the workspaces safer. We are also a member of Max 6. Love working here. Um, great kind of serendipity of getting together. Uh, but we like to we work and help companies uh, in a post-pandemic uh, situation reopen for events, trainings, uh, 
different uh, workplace uh, certifications. And so it's been, it's a great opportunity. I'd love to, I'm excited because I've got two people. We love Tempe and we're hyper local with what we're doing right now. And so Scott and, and Max Six do so much with local business, Tempe Chamber and entrepreneurship. I've heard a lot about the Tempe tourism from some folks I've worked with, and I'm excited to hear a lot more. And so this is a great, just a great connection. I'm excited. And as a client of mine, I love highlighting uh, you and your business. I think the work you're doing is amazing. There's a lot of businesses, not even just in Tempe, but all over that don't know, right? This is all new to everybody. And so to have you guys as a resource is is huge for people. Well, and to ha- just just to ch- plug you too, to have you as a resource, I think I called ke- uh, ke- you a Snuggie, a Snuggie <laughs> for my brain at one point. <laughs> Having, you know, and, and again, that's what uh, Max Six does having this connect this collection and collaboration of people and different experts and the ability to have. I mean, I found out about you through Tempe Chamber as well as Max Six, and so you get those connections. You know, all the people we meet, it's so important, and you give us the ability to do things that are out of our wheelhouse. And rather than do I need to hire an entire team to do the types of things that I can have your company do for me, a lot more effectively and a lot less expensive than making, what, three, four hires? I mean, I've done that. Maybe we do that, but I don't think we need to. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I I love this business just for that reason. I get to help people build their businesses instead of me just keep opening new businesses, right? (laughs) Like, this is so much better. I get to grow all these different kinds of businesses and and connect each other and do business with people that I like, you know? So it's been really fun. So let's jump right into it. Tony, we've been alluding to this, but uh, a lot of us are been in Tempe a long time, natives. We do business in Tempe. We know about the city of Tempe. We're part of Tempe Chamber, but Tempe tourism, for some reason, is just a little bit on the outer circle. So, you know, for just for us, uh, so I would love to hear what uh, exactly the Tempe Tourism Office does. So that's partly by design because most of our marketing is to people from outside of the state. So a lot of times people, you'll say, oh, I work for the Tempe Tourism Office. And they'll say, oh, how is it the chamber? I'm like, Nope. (laughs) They're fine, but it's totally different office. So we are really a marketing arm for the city that's solely focused on bringing in people from outside, visitors from, you know, our main target areas in a typical year are California, the Bay Area, Chicago, Pacific Northwest, a lot of places that have weather that isn't quite as enviable as ours is uh, January, February, March. Um, So our goal is to really make sure that Tempe is part of the conversation. If people are thinking about getting away to a warm, sunny destination, are they thinking Florida? Are they thinking Arizona? And if they're thinking Arizona, maybe they've heard of Phoenix, they know the Grand Canyon, but how can we get Tempe in the mix and get them thinking that, hey, there's a there's another place to stay that's really close to the airport that sounds like it has a lot of great things to do. So that's our job is to educate um, potential visitors about our city. That's great. And do you work with the, with businesses as well, uh, besides, you know, tourism for uh, personal, you know, reasons for vacationing? So that's, one, well, there are many reasons why 2020 was very difficult, but one of them is because a lot of our hotels do rely on not just businesses, business conferences and meetings, but those individual business travelers. So, you know, the salespeople who go out, you know, and have a two or three night stay, someone who comes to Tempe because they have a meeting or they're doing something at ASU, that, that's the type of business that is really important to some of our hotel properties. So we're hoping that there's some recovery for business travel. Right now, it's pretty much all leisure. 
Oh, okay. Well, the people are starting to come full circle, you know, in some of the aspects I can tell, but probably not all of it yet. How? Well, we have seen in our, we do have a group sales department and they, we can kind of tell some of the activity based on how many leads that they're receiving. So when a meeting planner is looking to book a conference or a meeting, um, they'll find the hotels in Tempe that fit those specifications. So they're starting to get more of those requests for from meeting planners. So that's a good sign. I think that people, you know, in the absence of not being able to see many people over the last 14 months, I think people are looking forward to getting back together again. Yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> Scott, tell us a little bit more about Max 6. And I love Max 6. But for those who don't know about you and your manufacturing space and your co working space, and tell us the why. Tell us, you know, how, tell us your why um, and how you fit into the Tempe community. Okay, go back to the why. the, The why is advocating capitalism for us for good. What has that got to do with a co-working space? And it's uh, just my very quick backstory is I, I, I was an engineer. I worked. I grew a business. I sold a business and uh, had a big financial win and, and uh, awoke to a world in which, hey, I thought the business people were the heroes of the story. And this was 2008, 2010. And, and uh, it's just changed even more now. But uh, instead, uh, through bad stories out of Wall Street and, uh, and, and uh, giving capitalism a bad name. I come with a fundamental belief as there's conscious capitalism on the wall here that capitalism has lifted more people out of poverty than any other socioeconomic system ever conceived. And so that's really the why behind it. But it, it's, and so, so the, it, the how we do that is I, I don't do politics. And so I, I started, to, uh, how do I foster entrepreneurship? How do I get to youth and, and uh, uh, tell the story about business as a force for good? And, and so I was doing junior, or, yeah, junior achievement and, and various other things. And, and my son, Kyle and I, who, who you know, got together and we created initially MaxX as an incubator, 10,000 square feet uh, in the space that we're in right now. And really it's fostering good business, business as a force for good. And uh, it is, it's funny that the, the space we have is a commodity. I mean, you can go, there's lots of space, places to go and get, get space. But as we focus on growing businesses, people doing business the right way, it's a space, it's more of a place than a space. And Kelly, something you said said early on on kind of your why and just my my personal why, and I think for Kyle and I is the space is a commodity. But what I enjoy is watching companies grow and and working with Eddie and Scott, and they've launched a new business here. And yeah, we're a customer and all that stuff. But you know, how can we help 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 these guys? How can we help you, Kelly? How can we help Karen? How can we help any of the businesses? Yeah, they're paying us rent, and and you know that's 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 a transaction. But my personal fulfillment is in watching entrepreneurs and businesses grow. And that really kind of goes to a why behind Max 6 as well. I love that. And that's exactly why I became a member. I, I saw that right off is, you know, you want to surround yourself with people that you like and that you feel the same about business and and being around your people, <laughs> quote unquote. And and I love that about Max 6. You're right. You, you know, it's transactional in that only in that you can, you know, rent space, but everything else is is more than that. It's it's the community, it's the collaboration and all of it. And and I just found out of it just because I was a guest uh, on Karen's show coming in studio. The more I was here, the more I fell in love with it. So I'm just happy to have found it, especially in Tempe, so close to home. <laughs> yeah. Just say one other thing, maybe this will segue to Eddie, is, is uh, it's, it's been interesting over the past year in pandemic, we have real estate and we have, 110,000 square feet of office space. 
nobody's home. And so uh, through pandemic and everybody's working from home and it's, it's been, we've, we've got people who've been paying us rent for a year and they haven't been here. And so we have, have uh, done a lot to, uh, uh, you know, how can we, how can we help? And without going into all of that story, but as, as uh, uh, it's been an interesting year, the exciting thing is, is people are starting to come back to work. Uh, people that have been paying rent for a year and not been here. We've got new people coming in. It's an exciting time. And, you know, thank you very much to Eddie and Scott and, and working aware as, this is before we knew the miracle of the vaccines uh, and, and how long is this going to go on as we're, we're creating safe working places uh, for people as, as, as people want to come back. People are yearning to come back. And so that was, uh, we'll let uh, Eddie tell more of the story, but that's uh, uh, been a tremendous help for us as we are tuning up and, and uh, elevating our game as, uh, as we, we have this commodity, we have this space, and we need to do the best job we can to uh, uh, welcome our community members back in as they get comfortable to, uh, to get back to these spaces. That's a huge, a huge benefit for members I know, and I would assume so for hotels and, and businesses and, you know, for Tempe Tourism is just to know that you are aware, you know, and, and that there are protocols that should be followed um, and having the resource like Working Aware to be able to do that. So on that note, Eddie, tell us a little more about your your why and, and why you started Working Aware with Scott. Yeah. Well, let me just backtrack quick on something Scott said, because I do want to bring it up. As much as I 100% agree, it's so much more than the transactional. I will say I became, last year before we started Working Aware, I was actually researching. I know almost all the co-working spaces here in town. I've been to them. I actually have memberships in other ones that I go to or see. And uh, Max 6 is way more. Like I, There's no gym in, in any of the other places that we go to. There's no wellness space. I mean, there, the things that you guys have, even on a transactional level, actually do far exceed other other people out there on just that space. So yeah. you guys are amazing, but I agree. It's that having people, and even when we first met and started chatting, and it's inspiring to be with other people that care about doing business for good and and that being around those people, they inspire you to do better. So there's there's so much, but this place does. You guys should toot, toot that horn a little bit more because it is, the space is amazing. We, we love working here, you know, regardless of the business that we do. It's, it's, a, it's a great space. And today being in the first time since we've, you know, worked with you on the policy and being in and being able to see people's lovely faces <laughs> and just, it was great. It was, it's been exciting. So it was a very exciting day today. But uh, uh, so talking about working where Scott Ostick, Dr. Scott Ostick, my business partner has been a the serendipity of it. He's an infectious disease physician. He's been practicing here. He's pediatric infectious disease. Um, he works at, at him and his partners. They have a group and they work all over the Valley. So there he's an active physician and he was the uh, director of infection control at PCH for over 18 years has worked in situations where he's helping uh, at a hospital tertiary care facility manage infection control programs and making places safer. Um, we've been friends for 10 years, uh, met with our kids who are in preschool. Actually, we're helping that same preschool. Now is about to become certified with us soon, Desert Sun. We've been working with them to help in their program. Um, and we came together and he called me. We we have a lot of uh, soccer bets that we do. And, and we were, I, I owed him a lot of lunches. I think I still owe him some lunches for bets I've lost. <laughs> and I think he wanted to get paid up on those. So he said, let's help some restaurants open. It was purely selfish to win his bets back. And, <laughs> and so then we talked about this as a business. And to the point about the miracle that we started talking um, originally before the vaccine, but 
one of the things that was important for us when we were talking about the why of this business is we didn't want to just jump in and create a company that was just going to uh, look short term at this uh, infection control and uh, health and wellness in a works uh, workplace setting has been important for a long time, and it's saved companies that have done this well and looked at how do we uh, reduce workplace illness, make it safer for our customers, our employees have saved money and done better. Uh, even 2017, 2018, influenza caused a 10% increase in mortality. You know, that was it, now in the pandemic, I think it's like a 500, there was like a 500% increase. So uh, we see now more than ever, it just makes it an easier conversation to have, but there's still a lot of education, I think, that needs to be done. And what's great about what we're doing and working with people is we're attracting also like-minded people. So the, you know, capitalism is a force for good and business. That was what we wanted to do. So when we started talking with you, Scott, all the feels were, were happening for us. We were excited. And all the clients that we work with are people that feel the same way. They're thinking about their workforce and they're not thinking, and I think Scott even said, it, he's like, well, there's what, what do we have to do? And then there's, what's the right thing to do? And we are so lucky to work with companies that that's the way they think. And so we started this company and it's been evolving and growing and uh, it's been exciting to have a workplace that we feel comfortable with and have partnership with Max Six. Um, being on this podcast with you, we're going to be uh, on June fourth. We're Tempe Chambers Emerging Issues Web Seminar about SB thirteen thirty seven. So it's, it's pretty exciting. We're we're getting a chance to have a lot of opportunities. And so, if somebody is thinking about okay, opening back up, or they're they've been open this whole time, but they're you know oh my gosh, now we have all our employees coming back and there's so many guidelines and there's so much coming out from the CDC and, and OSHA and all those. There's no way for a normal business person, you know, a normal business owner to keep up with all that. So what So, so what then? What do you do? So, you know, and, and as much as I'd love for everyone to contact us, I know there are some companies that don't have the time or money and we're trying to help. We've been doing some pro bono work with a lot of small businesses and nonprofits, but you know, companies can do the research and there's guidance out there and we try to help people that need that. But having the ability to have an infectious disease physician with that kind of expertise to go through uh, the information, part of it is understanding the science and about COVID-19 and the infections and what, you know, why this particular virus does what it does. Um, but there's also other infections that people can get, whether it's regular just uh, rotavirus and other influenza. But once you understand the background of how these spread, it can then help inform the guidance because the guidance should be vague. And I'm, I'm, I, we don't want a situation where there's mandated um, overreach of guidance or people having to do regulations. It's better when companies are being proactive. But all the guidance explicitly states, I mean, CDC, OSHA, as well as the AZDHS, which is an executive order, you need to have a personalized plan. Mm -hmm. So when we met with, you know, Scott, Scott's team, is that whole team came together, came with a personalized plan that works for their business, that is, is thoughtful to the specific business workplace. And so 
companies can contact us. We can do an on-site assessment. We can work with them, whether it's an event planning, uh, if they just need to have trainings. We're um, getting pretty close to being able to launch digital training modules where people can just come in and they can have all their... This is going to be really exciting because we've been doing this individually. and We've been doing it so many times, we're now putting it so that people can just download them. And even better, uh, let's say the, uh, you know, one of the companies we're working with is 200 people. Hand training 200 people is very laborious. And so if the administrator at that business can then just be able to assign the modules to the team and then track that they've done them and they have that education, it's a big step to, to being um, to being either certified or just having a, an aware workplace. So Yeah, that's great. For the Tempe uh, Tourism Office, what, how did you guys have to shift uh, during, you know, the pandemic? to shift everything really because you know as a marketing organization who's trying to bring in people from out of town early on in the pandemic we couldn't do any of that work so really what we had to do was just rethink everything that we were doing and it really came down to how do we how do we still promote local businesses and make sure that they're still here by the time that the tourism industry recovers so we really tried to promote as much as we could to locals whether that's you know um shops, restaurants, um, small businesses, even our hotels, because our hotels were really hurting too. So we added a lot of content to our website that was directed at locals, you know, things like a comprehensive list of all the restaurants that had takeout and curbside, because for a while, you know, restaurants were closed. It's it's hard to remember that because we've had so many phases, I feel like, in the pandemic. But just, you know, being able to provide that type of information, having a blog post about how to support local merchants, how to support, if you used to go to the Sixth Street Market or the Tempe Festival of the Arts, how can you support those artists? Because those festivals were obviously not happening. And then we tried to produce as much video and social content as we could to promote those local businesses. So we um, grew our TikTok following from 100 in July of 2020 to now almost a little over 18,000. So all those videos are, a lot of them are restaurant-based. A lot of them are um, different activities. Um, a lot of the outdoor activities could still happen in the area during the pandemic. So things like horseback riding at Coley Equestrian Center or boating at Tempe Town Lake. They were sanitizing all the boats um, after each person used them, um, promoting hiking trails, you know, those sorts of things that people could still do and give themselves a mental break um, and then hopefully get takeout from a restaurant on their way home as well. And will you carry that? Do you think the Tempe Tourism Office, now that things start to open up again, will you carry that forward? Will the local businesses be able to count on you guys for that continued you know, push? That's something that we've talked about because one of, I think, the the silver linings of the pandemic for us is that we were able to develop more of those relationships with local businesses where sometimes I think our marketing relied on the big events that are coming, spring training and the Festival of the Arts and the Innings Festival and those things. Instead, we had to promote things that were smaller and things that were more local. And I think what makes a place special, a place like Tempe, is obviously what you can do. And the fact that there's a mountain in the middle of the downtown and a lake is pretty cool. But it's really the people here who own businesses. That's really the character of the city. So we really want to continue that and make sure that locals can see us as a resource for things to do and places to try. I love that. That is so great. And I bet you learned a lot about a lot of businesses that probably weren't on your radar before before the pandemic in Tempe. For sure. And I think all of us, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to get to that new taco place down the street and you just don't. And then all of a sudden it's been two years and you're like, oh, shoot, it must be good. I should really go try it. <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah, we, it definitely helped us make a lot of connections and really try to find ways that we could promote businesses. There's, there's one in particular 
Rowan Tree and Jasmine Joe. It's a flower shop and coffee shop that's at Mill and Baseline. And we just thought it was really cool that it was a flower shop and had a coffee shop in the middle of it. So we did a TikTok video there and it did really, really well. And I actually stopped in a couple of weeks ago and and I said to the girl working, I said, oh, I work for the Tempe Tourism Office. And she said, oh, I know who you are. And I said, oh, you do? And she said, well, when I first started, you had just put the TikTok video online. And the woman who was training me said, well, we're usually not this busy, but Tempe Tourism just put a TikTok video up about us. And we've had all these new customers. I'm like, that is awesome. I love to hear that. That is so great. Kudos to you guys. What a what an immediate you know um, gratification for them to see that, hey, there's one more person in Tempe, you know, one more uh, organization that wants us to survive and thrive. Uh, And that's, I love that. And what a great city we have. There's so many hidden gems like that. That we all need to support. And and as a, I'm embarrassed to say, I don't even know that business. So now I'm going to have to go check it out. <laughs> we'll have our next meeting there, Kelly. How's that? Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, Scott, what about you guys? Um, what? How are you supporting? I know you talked uh, you talked about it a little bit, but tell us moving forward. How do you see your uh, company supporting local businesses and and the Tempe in general? Well, we're we're located in Tempe, and we're not a WeWork, and there there are probably forty some co working and, and and office spaces across the valley, and location 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 on real, real estate, and we're in Tempe. We have one location, and we have some expansion plans in the future. But but uh, uh, Tempe has just been uh, just uh, an amazing place to work. Uh, early on, uh, we we had some collaboration with ASU, and we still do. Uh, as we started our light manufacturing, that that. That facility came as an idea from ASU, where there's a program, I think it was called Edson at, uh, at ASU, and uh, some money for startups uh, at ASU that we're, uh, we're starting. And uh, the, uh, the gentleman's name was Gordon McConnell, who's uh, uh, left now, but uh, uh, there's startups at ASU that are, are making tangible products. And what do you do? You know, you know, it's fine if you've got a, a business that is uh, the next great app or Facebook and you're sitting at a computer, but what if you're making, manufacturing a tangible product? And so they were looking for something to do for a, for a manufacturing uh, space. And uh, uh, we had some ideas and we're trying to help and uh, nothing was happening. And we went and bought a building and the price was right. I came out of the mining industry and manufacturing and mining are, are two very different things. But I just out of that industry, although I was an engineer and we did professional work, I loved getting my hands dirty. And so uh, to supporting entrepreneurs who are, are making uh, making real things, uh, uh, that's where that's where that came from, and that's I mean that's Tempe. As is, uh, uh, there's just so many opportunities here uh, uh, in the city, and so much support. And whether it's ASU or the city or the Tempe Tempe Chamber, as as we are doing things here, um, it's the city of Tempe. And this is it mentioned Jill Bushbacher and and uh, and, and Donna Kennedy. Uh, just as we've learned recently, as the city is growing up, uh, there's a homeless issue here that is developing, and uh, we've got some of that right on our our back steps. The relationship we've had with the city of Tempe, human services, city city police, economic development, and 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 uh, I want to find out more about tourism. As as there's as there's a hotel that may be part of a part of an issue here, we have such a proactive, positive plan to not just kick people out, but to uh, do do some other other things here. And the, the city's just been amazingly cooperative, and and we just love uh, being here and the support we get. And if we can help other businesses in Tempe grow. That's that's what we do. What great synergy! It is great. That is great to hear. What it, what does the future look like for Max Six? 
well, it's very exciting now that uh, uh, we're, we're we're in the final stages of uh, end game of pent of of, uh, of COVID, and there, there's still lots of things things going on, getting uh, people back in the spaces and spaces coming back to life again. It's uh, it's, you know, it's been kind of lonely around here as people working from uh, uh, from home. So so step one is. Uh, uh, getting people back in and filling up spaces again, and and uh, longer term after that, to really the plan for Max Six is not to have additional physical uh, Max Six uh, locations that we own, but we've got a model. We're going to look to help others. Many others are looking to start co-working spaces, or there may be uh, building owners who have spaces that are uh, underutilized. And hey, let's put a co-working space in there. We have figured a whole lot out. We're putting those things into processes and we're going to be looking to how do we help others, whether it's building owners or somebody who wants to start a uh, start a space to uh, to start their spaces and they can brand it as Max 6 or we can white label or, or whatever that that'll be. That'll be starting in 2022 is what our, our real expansion is to take both the brand we built and the the. It's, yes, it's a commodity, and, and you just we focus on people. We focus on health and wellness, and people, and, and for all of us, and whether it's the hotel and, and tourism, it's all people everywhere, and that's uh, uh, that's what we're going to do more of. And instead of just doing it all ourselves, Kelly, kind of you talk. How can we help others create spaces that are doing the same things that uh, that we are? That's the future for Max Six. That's exciting. I I would love to have more and uh, see more industrial space for for creating things. I mean, wouldn't that be cool if there was other? You know, I mean, they're the yeah. only ones that I know. When we were we own a commercial electrical business, and we were trying to decide about lighting and do we do we have a place to house? You know, the pallets of lights from China or. Or do, you know, so that we can sell them that way or, and we need some, you know, space to rent out of it, you know, so we, you know, and you guys were the only one and what a cool combination that you could have both, you know, but to, to hear about the businesses that are from ASU or not, but in Tempe that are actually making things like the refreshed glass that's in there that I've won some of their glasses they make out of wine bottles. You know, they collect all the wine bottles uh, and make glass. So I was so excited that I won that basket at, at the chamber. Well, I bid high enough, I should say, <laughs> that I got their glasses. Well, uh, well, stay tuned. This is another talk about City of Tempe is there's a really it's a, a U.S. maybe global initiative called micromanufacturing. Micromanufacturing is not miniature, but it is manufacturing in small lots. And uh, this is the coming future where, where uh, uh, as instead of sending all of our manufacturing off to China, how do we manufacture in, in small lots and customize? And I, I, I just learned about this, but there is a, uh, stay tuned, we need to come back in June because uh, there's, a, there's a major initiative through the city of Tempe that we, are, we and some others are a part of to expand this micromanufacturing uh, concept. And uh, Park Lane is essentially full, but uh, as we've talked, hey, we can. There's more buildings over there, and uh, uh, there's some things we can we can figure out. Yes, it's uh, how do we help foster more uh, manufacturing in the city of Tempe? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Keep yeah. it hyper local to have that right. here and be able to to you know use the stuff from let's say hotels, you know, like that with wine bottles, and then coming, you know, and then re- doing and manufacturing it right here. What a cool thing! The 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 longer I'm here, the more I love Tempe. <laughs> yeah, well, the barriers, having worked in manufacturing, the barriers to entry are, are very high. And what you guys provide, not only for just entrepreneurial, like a business in X6, a barrier for me to start a business here makes it so much easier. But in manufacturing, those, those turtles are really high sometimes. And so it's pretty cool what you can do. 
created a unique space. It took a while to figure it out. It took a few years to figure it out and the financial model and how it works. But uh, if anybody hasn't visited our Park Lane manufacturing, it's sort of a very unique place. And we're going to start doing some, uh, as things open up, uh, student tours through there. As most younger youth, they have no idea. They go to the store and you see a product on the shelf and we've got companies over there making things and you can go through and see how what it really takes to uh, get your hands dirty and, and make real things. Which we need more of, right? Every, but all these kids are going into TikTok, <laughs> making TikTok videos, right? We need people to actually physically work and have the trades and have them make things, right? Or we're going to be in bit, we're all going to be in big trouble if we don't get some more that's, kids in in the trades, right? <laughs> One thing we're seeing that I think is cool that Max Six is really helping too is so you you touched upon it. There's certain obviously hospitality or restaurants, you have to have those people physically in those positions. But we're seeing a trend with a lot of the businesses we're helping that they are forever changed and they're going to hybrid models. And even businesses that have their own HQs or headquarters, we know we're talking to, and they may have been hesitant to want to move to that kind of a model prior to the pandemic, but they've ripped the Band-Aid off. And now there's questioning, you know, do we even go back to that? And I think you guys provide that kind of opportunity where people are saying, well, we still have our office, but we don't need to have everybody come. And sometimes it's better to have, you know, areas where people that live in the East Valley can go to an East Valley office. And uh, Scott, what about that? Are you guys, you guys are seeing a lot more of that, I'm sure. And I think... Oh, yeah. I think the future is people are looking at co-working is not just about maybe what it was a year ago. I think there's a change in the way people are looking at utilizing those kind of shared spaces. The big thing we are looking at as uh, and, and large businesses, small businesses, uh, what does the future of work look like? And is it working in the office? Is it working from home? There's been some amazing productivities working from home. But that human connection, and as we're seeing it, we've been very effective working from home, and this is something all businesses are going through. And so it, it's it's flexibility. And so as uh, as our type of space, and we're not unique. There's there's plenty of spaces that do this, but as everybody is figuring out as a business that uh, wasn't an office, and what's the right combination for people uh, working from home, working in an office? What to, what kind of space needs to do people have? And so that's where I, I don't have answers because we're, we're inventing the future as we, we yeah. go, but it's going to be a hybrid future. That's kind of the word, uh, the word now. And, and we're, we're figuring out that future right now. And I'm, I'm sure tourism is going to be this, the same thing as uh, people are, people are dipping their toes into the water of coming to an office space. They're dipping their toes into uh, more and more travel. And uh, I'm sure the hotels have been doing a great job. The restaurants have been doing a, a great job, uh, uh, that I have seen and kind of meeting people where they are. And, you know, some restaurants and hotels may have mask rules and others may not. And meeting people where they where they are in, in, in various places as, as all of us uh, figure this out. Tony, you had, you had mentioned about the, the shift to leisure travel versus business. Do you see, I wonder if there'll be, with the flexibility we have to work now, and, you know, I, I did a lot of calls from the pool last year. And I, <laughs> the, the only thing that I found out was that if my phone got too hot, it would shut off. And so I was Zooming while in the pool with the video off and I had to say, oh, sorry, my phone died. I didn't say that it was so hot because it's Arizona and I was by my pool. But are, I'm wondering if there's, is there a shift with some of the hospitality or leisure to, to look at more leisure travel or more of that people coming in using Tempe, not just for business, but since they can be more flexible, maybe coming here more out of the year to do some work. Nope, oh, we lost you a second. No, we're we're technical. 
I know. It's okay. We'll we'll come back to you. <laughs> I know all this. Speaking of technology and working where we are, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hybrid. <laughs> that was a that was a good uh, transition. So look, while we're waiting for Tony to get back back here, and 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 just I want to bring something back to working aware, and and we'll tie this into I think with hippie tourism. But uh, Eddie, is, is you talked about the process and working with Scott, Doctor Scott, the infectious disease expert, and a little bit concerned. Somebody out there might be thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be onerous, and we're going to do all this stuff." Our experience working with you guys, the magic of it was as there's so much. CDC saying one thing one day, another thing another day, masks work, masks don't uh, work, whatever, is, is, is this is just such a challenge. And so the first huge benefit to us was just having you and Scott to be able to talk with. And your support of us was, end of day, we needed to make our decisions for our community. What was the best the decisions that we could make? And the certification process was not you telling us you have to do these things. End of the day, it was, what you wanted us to see us have was some consistency so anybody coming into our space knew what the rules are, they could decide to participate or not. And that sort of thing, I think hotels, restaurants, anybody, I'd like to go to, I heard a story the other day and somebody went into Costco and they weren't sure what the rules were. Okay, that that's a, that's a problem. You have helped us so much and it was a, a relatively very painless process to help us through that. On Monday, we met and we're on the cusp of getting our certification. And the week before we decided, Okay, we are going. We are going to go. Masks are optional for various reasons, and Kyle and I are thinking: Is Eddie and Scott going to fire us? Are we? Are we? Are they're. they're you know, and, and we had a great conversation around that and the rationale. And what you pushed us to do was to let's make sure we are consistent and communicating well around what you're doing, and then have a plan to uh, uh, to uh, to monitor that and do what you're saying you're you're going to do. And I'm just I'm just saying that to anybody who may be concerned. And I think this. Any any hotels, restaurants, any any of the tourism industry who may have concerns, what are we doing? This this uh, this process and any advice was uh, it was not onerous at all, and it was uh, just very helpful. And and uh, how we meet our customers uh, where they are. I appreciate. I know the pain was probably just having me in in meetings, hearing me talk most of the time. <laughs> so I appreciate. I appreciate it. And you know, uh, to that point, Scott. You know, part of this we we never wanted to be mask mask police or have that. Part of this is making sure that you understand the science of the guidance. We have a checklist and it's it's pretty rigorous that we go through, but there's a lot of ways to do things. And it's just being thoughtful. And to your guys' credit and the folks that we work with, you guys really embraced that process and looked at it and said, well, how does this work for our community? And there's a lot of different ways to do things. And it has to be intentional and it has to be work for your business or else, you know, we can make it perfectly safe where no one comes in here and you'll, you know, that'll, but that's not good for the business, you know? Yeah. And, and we are certified. That doesn't mean we're guaranteeing nobody's ever going to get sick. We are guaranteeing that we are doing everything we can to create a health flow environment and helping people take their own personal responsibility for the choices yeah. they're making as they, as they operate to here. And I think that's the same thing. I don't know if we have Tony back or not yet, but uh, I think the same enough. thing that, oh, <laughs> Hotels, restaurants, everybody else, I think, are trying to do the same uh, same sorts of uh, sorts of things. That's exactly true. And I think even when it comes to meetings, when people start going to conferences again, I think hotels are still looking at how they can have that hybrid model. Like some people will want to be in person, some people won't. So how can the hotels adjust their audiovisual capabilities in order to accommodate? what people are comfortable doing. Um, one of the things that we did, um, I think it was during the summer, is we started a um, Tempe's Travel Safely checklist. 
and really just providing that information so people knew the type of cleaning and safety protocols that were happening at hotels and restaurants and attractions. So if someone was looking for that type of information, if that's if that's what they needed in order to decide to come to Tempe, then we would provide that. And the hotels obviously did a great job trying to figure out how to clean all the high-touch surfaces and um, sanitize things, make sure that Hilton, I know, has a clean stay program where they put a sticker on the door so you know that it's been cleaned and no one has been in there um, since that sticker was placed. So anything that we can do, even going forward, I think you know we're all going to have the, the memories of what it was like living through a pandemic. So how do we continue to make sure that people feel safe? And I think the fact that Tempe has an abundance of outdoor activities is really going to help us as well. You can be in the middle of the city, but still, you know, get out and go on a hiking trail or go on the lake and and have a little bit of that um, outside space that makes us feel a little safer too. And the restaurants having having more outside seating, you know, the, a lot of them expanded. Um, I, my husband in the construction industry was like, oh my gosh, the amount of permits that are being pulled for outside seating was out of control, which is good, but bad, right? If you're like trying to get your other, your jobs done you're like, okay, now there's a backup because we have all this <laughs> happening, you know, but, but it was great for the city of Tempe to um, take away the fees for those extension permits and, and to allow people to have those expanded outdoor patios for longer. I think anything that we can do to help support them during those really tough times really helped out. Yeah. Yeah, I really think so. Tony, you, uh, speaking of Tempe, tell us the must-see places. Well, now I know one, a flower shop and coffee. (laughs) Uh, Like, I'm there. (laughs) Oh, yes. I mean, I think we like to talk about Tempe as a place that has unexpected moments. And I think for people who live live here, you sometimes... You don't even think about the fact that we have a mountain in the middle of our downtown. Like you can go hiking and then walk down and have lunch. Like how awesome is that? And then when you're done with lunch, you can go to the lake and you can go paddleboarding or go on a kayak. Like that's that's amazing. People who come here from other places are shocked if they don't really know what a desert is so it's a lot greener there's a lot more trees like i think they're expecting i don't know the sahara or something that's not what it is so i mean i think asu is obviously such a big part of tempe i think a walk through the asu tempe campus is amazing we have a frank lloyd wright design theater and asu gamage asu art museum i think is a hidden gem right there at mill and 10th it's free it has contemporary art from all over the world it has the largest art collection from cuba anywhere it's just uh just such an amazing place and then downtown you have kind of that mix of the historical downtown and the buildings that date back to the you know the early 1900s and even before that and then you have these new modern high-rise that are going in next to that, you know, hiking and ASU and the lake. It's just, it's really such a unique place. Well, I'm going to have to pick your brain. <laughs> I didn't even know about that on Mill and Tenth either. <laughs> Gamage just said Don't even out, get me started about restaurants. I can go on about that for an hour. <laughs> Gamage just sent out all the listings. They have some shows in the fall that like they're start. they sent out the season ticket scheduling of what's, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to go back to Gamage or downtown. I used to work in restaurants on down in downtown mill and the nights that the theater was on and people being down there and just the whole crowd. It's a Tempe is awesome. It's really fun to go down there. And I'm a really good synergy. Yeah. We'll just add one, which is my wife and I are uh, road bikers, bicycle. And, uh, so we do some long trips, but Tempe's got some amazing bike paths and the canal system that's uh, through the city. And from Tempe town Lake, uh, West toward the airport, there's a path you can go kind of 
eight miles out uh, and, and back and just all on, on path that's been built there and no traffic, uh, some strollers and, and, uh, and, and walkers out there. But uh, Tempe's had a great job for, uh, for people that are biking around the city. So one of my favorite fun facts is Tempe is a 40-square-mile city with 217 miles of bike pathways. Oh I mean, that tells you something God. that that's definitely a priority. And um, hopefully more people will... It's actually one of the cities that people commute to work. It's one of the... It's a small percentage. It's under 5%, I think. But that's still pretty good for a city of our size. So hopefully that'll continue. Oh, I love that. For my environmental child who is all about what it, what it, I had to buy a hybrid, you know, because of these next generation, right? Which is good. They're, they're my moral compass, but he'll be excited to hear about all the bike paths and, and people using, using it and, and pushing towards that. So that's exciting. So tell us, Eddie, moving forward, what are businesses, can you give us maybe three things that businesses can do right now uh, moving forward into this new... <laughs> yeah, well, and what's great too and what I love is that moving towards the future, it's almost uh, helped us to have the masks not be an issue anymore. So it's not just talking about masks. It's just talking about how do we have a safer workplace? How do we work? I mean, so first first of all, uh, and we'll be putting out some webinars and we'll probably th- get some content and some checklists that we'll send to you that you can send out to people and make available. We're, we're going to be providing some ch- checklists that people can see so they can do their own assessment of what, what they should be looking at. But people should have an individualized plan. You should be looking from the front door, where you walk in, to the back door where things are going in, to your facility, all the touch points where people are interacting. And you should have a, a plan that's personalized for your business that looks about at infection control. A- at a minimum, it's 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 you need to do it. Um, and people should be doing that and looking at how their policies in place for their employees for sick leave. I mean, early on, um, one of the earlier companies I work with has been fantastic, 24 Carats. They were really, they were so amazing in how they... Uh, made sure that their staff had time and sick time and they were covering for each other. And businesses should be looking at how they're treating their employees and giving them time off to for illness. I mean, I've worked in manufacturing and dietary supplements for years. And so it was pretty hardcore. If you were sick, you weren't coming into the office because we were working with things that people were ingesting. But I think businesses need to just be more thoughtful about that and to work with us or others that can that can help them come up with those plans um, and to just train their employees to make sure that they're knowledgeable and understand what's going on. I mean, unfortunately, it's become, there's been a lot of politicalization of different facts and scientific experts. So Science. Uh, it was interesting. We talked to Central, Central Arizona Project today about water at uh, Tempe Sustainability, and they talked about you know well everyone that's there. It's not political. We know we're having issues with champ- climate change and water. You know, air, uh, smart Arizonans know that water is an issue. Well, I think people that are in business know that employee health is an issue and, and infection control. They see how it affects. So uh, those are the kind of things people should be doing. And and we're, we'd love to help, you know, we're just a phone call away and, or just can click on our website to, to get a, a calendar appointment. I just add something a little bit to that as uh, really without saying COVID is over because still there's, I mean, globally, uh, but we here in Arizona in particular are moving to a post COVID world. And so yeah. really our most recent conversations and thinking about that is, Office environments, traditionally, the air quality is not great. It's recirculated air, and you get into flu season, and uh, uh, and so so really, our our thinking is starting to move into that into that world. Is uh, let's tune up our game, and so 
uh, with the help of uh, Eddie and Scott, uh, we're purchasing HEPA filter fans, relatively economical, and putting them in the common areas to just have have some cleaner airflow through the spaces. If you're sick, stay home. Say or go home. And it's I mean, that when I grew up working, and I don't care if I have the flu or whatever, and I never missed a day of work. And uh, that's not necessarily the right thing, as especially in this world that it is so in an office environment easy to work from work from home. And so. So as we move forward, and I think the future that, uh, of what to what you guys are doing have helped us with is, uh, you know, in, in flu season when it comes, is uh, there'll be some different things uh, going on. And uh, some people may want to wear masks, but we're going to have our hygiene, we're going to have our HEPA filters and, and more in this uh, general office environment. I think the same thing applies to, to hotels. Without We don't want to go back to the, the lockdown at all, but we don't necessarily want to go back to uh, exactly what we were doing. And so I, I'm looking at 2021 for all of us, whether it's an office, light manufacturing, hotels, all of us is, you know, how do we have the best of both? Is uh, uh, that personal contact and 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 out and, and doing things uh, yet uh, practicing a little bit uh, safer at the same time? And you talked about, Tony, the checklist for for hotels, people who want to come to businesses in Tempe, to, to Scott's point. Um, do they, can somebody find that on your website to see, like, who's doing what? The, the HEPA filters, you know, like the airlines were doing, cleaning the air. I felt like I was uh, so clean the, the last time <laughs> I went on the airplane, like. Why don't I smell? <laughs> you know, like the like the airplane. <laughs> so it's, we do have a, a COVID nineteen tab on the top of our website. It's tempetourism.com. Um, and it's something that we developed over the summer, really when people weren't able to travel that much. Um, some of the things on there may may have changed since then. That was back when we had a mask ordinance in Tempe as well. So there's some mention of that too. But it just really kind of goes through and really makes you think. I mean. You know, Eddie and Scott, you were talking about this. I think we're also aware now of how disease can spread and what we can do to to prevent that from happening. So, you know, everything from, you know, making sure that a front desk is kept clean or um, not having reusable menus at a restaurant, like those sorts of things. Those are some shifts that have been made in the hospitality industry that probably will continue. Yeah, I love that. And the uh... That no menus helps for the environment again, right? Exactly. <laughs> it all comes back to that, right? The only negative is well, for marketing purposes, you can't have the branding in front of you <laughs> on the menu. <laughs> Darn it. That's what TikTok is for. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, on another topic, you have mentioned a couple times doing good business, uh, you know, conscious capitalism. Can you, for people who don't know anything about that, you're a big proponent of that. And can you give a quick synopsis of conscious capitalism and and why uh, and how businesses can do good business? Yeah, so... so First, as I've been told by many finance professors and others, there's nothing profound about conscious capitalism. Nothing. Uh, uh, that said, uh, deeper thinking around how we do business uh, is, is is very difficult. And and the, the most simple thing, I, the way to explain it is uh, uh, doing business with a long-term focus versus a short-term focus. If I'm thinking short-term, and this is too much of Wall Street with court, quarterly pressures, if you're my employees, I pay you less, I make more money. I mean, the math is clear. And I mean, the math is just very easy. Uh, in conscious capitalism or really long-term thinking, is I pay you more, not because I'm altruistic, but because I invest in you and 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 your productivity increases. And so it's a win-win for everybody. And so nothing to do with altruism. I don't even believe in altruism, which is another uh, uh, topic maybe. But it's, it's so conscious capitalism. Almost 
hate the idea that we have to tack another word on the front of capitalism. I'm a hardcore capitalist. But business truly as a force for good, lifting all ships, uh, has lifted more people out of poverty than any other socioeconomic system. Globally, this is true. In the U.S., we have this more relative poverty than than uh, than absolute abject uh, poverty, but it uh, it's the same uh, the same thing. And it's the, the pure and simple. It's thinking long term. It's thinking about our employees, our vendors, our customers as stakeholders in our business. And what are the win win relationships? Not I win, you lose, but all that comes from long term thinking. And go to uh, Google Conscious Capitalism Arizona, which we founded some years ago, to learn more. Yeah, and I just got to uh, just got the call that I get to be on the committee for Conscious Capitalism so, Arizona. So awesome. I'm very All excited right. for that. Very good. Yes. <laughs> I I'm a big proponent of of do good business local first. You know, support your community. Uh, everything I do is because of that. Uh, so I'm excited to be a part of that community. Some exciting new things are coming through. Uh, Managed through pandemic. I'm still the chairman. I don't do anything. There's a leadership team that's doing pretty much everything. Uh, but as as we come out and events, uh, uh, some exciting things are coming soon. That's a, and do you guys do anything? Does the Tempe Tourism Office do anything with conscious capitalism? No, we don't. But I wrote that down <laughs> so I can check it out. Because really, for us, obviously, having a strong business community in Tempe is only going to help the hospitality industry as well. It's going to help you know, fill more of the hotel rooms. Um, one of the challenges during the pandemic has been that a lot of restaurants really rely on lunchtime traffic and they're not getting the amount of business that they would. It's not even close because so many people aren't in their offices. So, you know, having that strong business community, having people be able to come back um, to their offices safely is just going to really be a game changer for us. Oh, I think so. I think it'll help everything, um, stimulate it and bring it. Well, I will be hitting you up then <laughs> now as <laughs> on the leadership team for uh, for doing some good collaboration together. So I think Tony and uh, Jill Bushbacher, who's uh, economic development, which I haven't really started talking with her about the, that yet as we've been dealing with other issues, but it's uh, between the Tempe Chamber, City of Tempe, economic development, tourism, uh, uh, love to help get uh, spread the word and 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 uh, how we can help businesses think about the long term and business as a force for for good. And as uh, Kelly, you know where to find me. So uh, if I can help you, uh, ding ding ding! <laughs> like mm, I have a new thing in play, in my right. brain coming. <laughs> That's exciting. I think working all together is good business. Number one, number two, it stimulates our economy. It forces collaboration. <laughs> you know, we a lot of us are already doing that, but but just putting that on the top of our brains. You know, where in Tempe can we get something to eat? How do we tell others who can come to Arizona to visit us why Tempe? You know, okay, good, go to the Tempe Tourism Office. Hey, by the way, if you're here, come to Max Six. You know, and and oh, and then we can have a meeting here, and then everybody can see you know Max Six as a as a place to to collaborate. Um, and then having working aware, you know, be there to to tell us don't hug on the same side. <laughs> no, I, I think we talked about. I I like the idea of having a hug a hug policy as a hugger. Uh, it's safer than shaking hands. I think we talked about that earlier. I like that. Well, and that's silver lining too with people were more uh, more inwardly looking at their local communities everywhere across the globe. When you're not, uh, and even two years ago, my other business, at my my clients were 
national and global in scope. And with Working Aware, we've really been more focused locally first. We wanted to make sure we were helping our local community first before anything. It's where we live. It's where we, I mean, I live, my, both my partner and I, we live in Tempe. We've been here. We raise our families in Tempe. They go to school in Tempe and uh, we work here. So we want to help this, this part of the country first. And I think that we've seen a lot of that, uh, restaurants being supported more. And hopefully that continues, you know, uh, with everything. For sure. I mean, those, those dollars that are spent locally, I mean, they definitely just have such a much bigger impact to the whole community. And I think I, that's not going to go away. That's something that we're all of us are going to keep doing and, and make sure that we patronize those, those small businesses before we go to you know a larger chain restaurant. And Local First is now a, a member. Community member, right? Yay, that's sure. so exciting. Well, just- they still have their headquarters. That's a perfect example of... They are that combination, that hybrid, and how Max 6 can, even if a company has a building, has an office space, well, there's an opportunity to still work with you right. guys. There's local first, still downtown, same office. They've got East Valley employees who, as everyone's working from home, it didn't matter where they were, but now as they're trying to work closer together, and so we are really the location for their East Valley employees who can come and work out of a place and they can have meetings and it uh, is just synergy with their uh, downtown location. All my favorite people in one place. (laughs) They helped us um, develop an online marketplace for Tempe small businesses. So it could be, you know, a house of tricks who's selling gift cards on local first. It could be an artist. It could be, you know, someone who's has a small um, manufacturing or, you know, maybe an Etsy vendor, but to be able to go to local first website and look up Tempe vendors and be able to um, purchase something from that one site is going to be really helpful going forward. Yeah, they've done so much for the community. I, I'm a advocate of theirs. It is. Yep. Well, can you believe we've almost been talking an hour? I can't believe it already. Tony, uh, tell people how they can get a hold of Tempe Tourism Office. Sure. Our website is tempetourism.com and we are at Tempe Tourism on every social media channel you can possibly imagine <laughs> from Instagram to Facebook to Pinterest to TikTok. And now we and have TikTok. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Scott, tell us how people can find Max6. Max6.com, M-A-C number six.com. That's easy. That's easy. And what about you? Workingaware.com and we're at workingaware pretty much everywhere as well. So Exciting. Thank you all so much for being on today. It was great to feel the collaboration and, and uh, see pot- potential things coming. I'm so excited for all the connections and, and things coming. You've been listening to Collaborative Connections radio show and podcast sponsored by KLM Consulting. KLM is a business development firm with over 18 years of award-winning business savvy. KLM helps small business and entrepreneurs through consulting, marketing, and project management services. Get more time to do the things you love and build a thriving business with the help of KLM. Tune in on the third Thursday of every month at 1 p.m. Until next time, happy connecting. <music>